welcome to creating wealth through passive apartment investing podcast in this show we will discuss about best and worst experiences about passive and active apartment investing and i am your host ramakrishna let's begin the show today's our guest is ola dantis from dwellin welcome ola hey rama thank you for having me really appreciate it thank you a little bit about ola Ola, the founder at Dwellin, a multifamily investment syndication firm, has successfully sourced deals of over 40 million by working closely with sellers and with other apartment syndicators across the country. Ola continues to meet or exceed investors' returns by investing in value-add deals in strong metropolitan cities across the United States. With that, Ola, would you like to add anything to your background? Yeah, thank you so much for that. And Ola is also... you know a father of two beautiful girls and a husband to a really beautiful wife and we live here in in Houston Texas west of Houston Texas Katy Texas love to talk about you know real estate talk shop love to talk about mindset i think that's really um, one of the tools in my in my toolbox that has helped me um get to where you know where i am today awesome and what is your thought process in selecting real estate and multifamily Yeah, I mean I like I always I have a story that I, I usually like to tell um you know I moved from you know from the UK about 7 years ago with my my then fiance now wife and you know we're living in in Maryland in suburb of Maryland we we had an apartment and that we're living in luxury apartment you know shortly thereafter we you know we were kind of just in that go to work come home sleep go to work come home sleep go to work traffic come home and you know at that time I was kind of thinking hey there's got to be something else to to life than just going to work right clocking in and clocking out so you know at that time obviously it was very very nice um you know comfort zone in this luxury apartment you know but I was still kind of pondering you know that thought of is this it am I just going to do this and then die there's got to be something more more fulfilling you know out there but I didn't know what that thing was so during that time anyways a friend of mine called and he said hey Ola do you want to meet me in Dubai for kind of a, a mastermind and kind of help me with my business I'm going to be meeting with some investors there so obviously I was like wow okay I did what every smart man does I, I prayed about it and I asked my wife and said hey I want to go to Dubai to meet my friend and help him with his business and, and obviously this was way before COVID-19 where everybody's using Zoom and Skype um, she was like well why don't you guys use Skype or FaceTime or you or whatever why, why do you have to go all the way to Dubai you know cut the long story short she was actually okay with me to go to Dubai so I was on a plane to Dubai got there with my friend and and basically just you know was really shocked as to how well it was doing in real estate um in the UK right so on my way back home to america in the plane i was thinking oh my goodness i i could probably do the same thing in america right but obviously i didn't know anything about real estate at the time apart from the fact that my friend was doing pretty well in the uk so i you know when i got back to america i went to my best friend google um so I, you know i started googling a lot and you know i you know got to this website called bigger pockets right um and then you know shortly thereafter got plugged into their podcast and then listening to their podcast i really there was a pattern right every guest would refer this book called rich dad poor dad and you know i'm like who is this rich dad poor dad guy right so i went to my second best friend amazon i'm an avid reader which is also uh, you know for those paying attention um you know you got to read to be successful you just you, you have to be a really good reader so anyway i bought this book and you know the best way i could describe it rama is my brain had an uppercut like oh my god that thing that i've been trying to figure out you know the whole going to work 
come home, do it again. Like this guy is basically like saying the same thing I've been trying to articulate to myself, right? So that just kind of took me on a different level. Three months later, we bought our first building in Baltimore. So we left the comfort of, you know, not caring about the day, the trash has been taken out, the luxury apartment, didn't have to care about property taxes. I didn't have to care about, you know, doing the lawn or the landscaping, you know, things that I had to worry when I had to buy this this building, right? This apartment that we bought, this multifamily building that we bought. So, you know, when we bought that, um, kind of everything changed. And I think one last thing, just kind of conclude here is, you know, a few months into owning this, this multifamily building, my wife and I were at home, you know, at night, I'm um, doing what all of us do after work, cooking. And we basically were, were just talking. And I just told her like, hey, you know, I've started to notice that, you know, my account is, is growing a lot. And she said, me too, right? <laughs> and we that was kind of an epiphany for us. Like, hey, wow, if we could, you know, do this, you know, three, four, five, ten times, like, wow, we wouldn't have to go to any work. And, you know, so when we had that epiphany, that's kind of where um, dwelling was born out of. I had a, a great mentor that, that helped me through that process. And that's kind of how the, the story starts. Awesome. And thanks for sharing that. So and what are your focus markets and what is the reason? Great question. So obviously started in Baltimore, Maryland, you know, pretty good market um, because the major market driver in Baltimore is John Hopkins, right? Um, John Hopkins is, you know, one of the leading um, university teaching hospital in the world, right? So we had that strong um, tenant base and just strong submarket, you know, area, right? Because of that, that hospital. So, and you know, our first asset. It was probably five minutes away from the hospital. So that was really good for us. But then after then, you know, I went into, I, I had a shiny object syndrome. So I, I moved, you know, I, I realized, hey, we're doing multifamily pretty well, but then I moved to, to flipping. So that kind of took me away from multifamily a little bit. But, you know, after I got back, um, after flipping a few properties and I did not like flipping personally, then I, I partnered with some some other guys and now we buy in Houston, Texas. Um, shortly thereafter, uh, we bought some some assets here in Texas, I decided to move, you know, my young family, my, my pregnant wife and our little baby girl to, to Houston, Texas to live in this market so we can actually grow and scale our business. And the, the premise of that move is to come and um, really um, position our business to become a vertically integrated company. Awesome. So how do you source the deals, Wola? Yeah, the major way, I mean, we've done, obviously, you mentioned in the beginning, so we've about sourcing a lot of deals. We've sourced deals directly from sellers, where we've done pretty well uh, with that. Um, and But that was kind of more of a, I guess, you know, forced thing to do because we were far away from the city, uh, from the market that we like, which was Houston, Texas. So we had to figure out a creative way to, you know, to call, you know, owners and, and try to speak with them and get deals done. But now that I live in you know, our market of interest in here in Houston, I know pretty much most brokers, right? So, you know, they call me, um, we speak, we're good friends. So now we're, we're sourcing majority of our deals um, through broker relations. So I'll, you know, try my best to go out, have coffee, meet with them. Not so much right now with everything going on, but that, that's um, the majority of the bulk of how we get our deals. Cool. So, and what kind of strategies your group will be implementing to improve our operational efficiencies? 
Oh, wow. I mean, that is a loaded question. So I guess I can start from um, some of the, the processes well, you know, that we have to go through as a syndicator. So one of the things that we're looking at um, as part of our vertical integration strategy is to basically deploy an investment management system or software, IMS. So basically all the investors can actually just go log onto a website, look at all their, their holdings with us, um, look at their terms, um, you know, look at any quarterly, you know, reports from our, from our property. So that way we don't have to perhaps um, send, you know, too many reports out because um, obviously you have different investors with different, you know, methods in which they like to digest information. Um, so that way they can actually go in there. If they like to go really, you know, deep, then they can, they can pull out the reports. If they just kind of want to know the, the, the overview of, of property performance, they can do that too. Um, so that's one way. The the other way as well is as we're, as we're growing now, we're also looking to, to partner with, with other companies who are better in doing you know what they do best like you know for for instance we, we would work with VAs um, that would kind of help with some of the admin work um, or bookkeeping if, if we need that so you know that has been really instrumental for us as well to kind of make sure that we're not being narrow focused on you know tasks that are you know in the grand scheme of things are not as important so we kind of outsource that and that way we, we try to be a little bit more more, more efficient in our operations. Cool. And thanks for sharing that again. So you want to share any recent acquisitions and some highlights of those uh, properties and some challenges? Yeah. So we bought a, you know, 160 unit here in Houston. And, you know, that's one of the the deals that, you know, we're thinking, well, I, should, I think I should move here. And so far, you know, that deal has done pretty well, um, of course. Um, the, the pandemic, the global pandemic uh, hasn't left any business unscathed or even families, right? Um, either from a, you know, a cost of life perspective. I mean, a lot of Americans have died, but also economically, right? So, you know, we are now kind of, you know, I, I, I feel like we're getting out of that, of that deep end of, of, you know, occupancy and, and trying to come back. You know, so far we've, been, we've done pretty well um, considering, um, you know, so the knockwood, we're feeling pretty good. And obviously as we get into towards the, the end of the year um, and the elections kind of pass, uh, we were really bullish on multifamily. Um, you know, ironically, multifamily has been one of the assets that has done pretty well um, during this in this pandemic, right? Because, because of the shelter in place, right? People had to stay indoors stay at home and, and obviously people wanted to stay in our apartments cool and would you share any of your best apartment investment experience so far Ola? Yeah, I mean, we, we, you know, we're part of a, a 300 unit acquisition in, in Texacana, Texas. And I would say that's one of my best experience. Um, you know, this was an apartment that wasn't managed properly. Um, two separate apartments, but very close to one another. Um, so, you know, during my visits there, I would basically just speak to some of the residents and they're, they're just really happy that we've come in and actually, you know, try to change things, trying to obviously re- renovate all the down unit, um, you know, try to put new roofs where we can, just really try to make and clean out the property in terms of some of the residents that, that you know were in really a good fit for us so you know when, when i go to you know some of our assets and i really speak to the, the residents there and kind of see what we're doing um it just really brings so much joy um you know to my hand this is why we do this we try to better our community um you know while we grow our portfolio and maximize our returns for our investors as well so it's a win-win-win cool so any of your worst apartment investment experience so far I wouldn't say 
worst i think i'll probably go with the worst um real estate you know kind of foray right i think that's what i'm looking for and, and it was when like i mentioned earlier when i you know left multifamily and started going into flipping right and you know you watch a lot of flipping shows on hgtv you know i watched too many with my wife and i'm like oh my goodness we, we you know that looks really easy right so i, I had a, a business partner that i met who was like hey we can go make fifty thousand dollars whatever you know flipping houses in baltimore and you know, obviously I was doing pretty well with, you know, multifamily. I left that, right? And in life, there's always a price to pay and there is never a discount. So, you know, going into flipping wasn't, didn't work well for me because at one, I didn't have the temperament to be, you uh, know, I just, you know, I was very, very, I'm a bit of a perfectionist. So I want to be there every single day, make sure every single thing is done really well to the T. And I had checklists and I had, you know, goals and I had metrics and, you know, with everything I've just said and, plus had contractors to, to that equation that usually doesn't go pretty well <laughs> so and when i talk about contractors you got to think about the first three letters in contractors you know um, con so <laughs> no offense to contractors out there but it's just been a very it was very eye-opening for me i learned a lot about, about myself and obviously i learned that i didn't have like i said the temperament you know to, to be a flipper right um, and just the, the investment strategy just didn't align with who i was but obviously i didn't know that for a fact until i was actually into it two hours later and i was like oh my goodness i don't want to do this ever again so i stopped doing that and i'll never do that again <laughs> so yeah i guess i can give that as an experience cool yeah and thanks for sharing that so and what is your current focus and what are you excited about now Ola? Oh man, that is such a great question. Um, current focus is we're actually working on 24 million project here in Houston. It's an adaptive reuse project. And, you know, obviously, like I mentioned in the beginning, one of the reasons we moved down here was to be vertically integrated. And what that means is that the lines of businesses within our firm, the business functions will be consolidated into dwelling. So property management will be brought back in, investments, which is what we do, but then also development. So development is is what I'm discussing with you right now on this $24 million project. We're, you know, looking at acquiring an office building and converting it into multifamily. You know, with everything that's going on right now, anybody that's alive in 2020, right, uh, would know if you're not on the rock, would know that the office, you know, market has been decimated, right, because, you know, because um, of the, the, the lockdown, right? So people are not going to offices. So we have all these office buildings that are just empty right so instead of looking to go buy you know apartments um that are kind of you know the cap rates are still compressing and the yields are not are not there so if we can buy an office building and convert that um, economically you know multi-family in this case multi-family and, and retail um, but what i like to call you know pandemic proof you know and recession proof retail is, is kind of what we're looking to put in the ground floor um so things that we still needed during the lockdown like groceries and, and things like that so that's kind of what we're, we're looking at on, on that project right now so i um, mean it's pretty um interesting and we're also looking at land deals um looking to acquire land and develop um we're also still kind of you know pushing forward with our vertical integration strategy all under the same brand name of dwelling that's really important for us so that's kind of where we're at and we're super excited that that gets me up really early <laughs> you know yeah we're, we're just really excited about the future Awesome. And thank you. So any one advice that impacted you, Ola? 
That is such a good question. I think for me, it's really understanding that, you know, the gratitude that I express, you know, and I always tell anybody that wants to ever listen to me, America is one of the best countries in the world, if not the best country in the world. And, you know, it's the fact that I'm having that gratitude to be a part of, of, of that American dream, right? You know, some people might say, might disagree with this statement, but that's how I see it. And really just trying to use that gratitude as fuel to really help others and bring others up. Um, people that are coming after us, looking up to us, right? Maybe then their teens or maybe they're in their 20s right now and looking at us you know, for inspiration, right? Like, can you do it? Because if you can, then I can, you know, for somebody that looks like me too, that's really important for me to really help that next generation and inspire them to do greater and better things than, than you know, we, we can. Cool, cool. Yeah. So any one book that impacted your life and what way? I mean, I read a lot. <laughs> I read a lot. Um, so obviously, you know, if you're out there, this is the first time you've ever heard of real estate, I think you should pick Rich Dad. Bad. But there's a book I read recently um, and it's called What It Takes. And it was written by, the you know, one of the world's largest landlords, right? His name is Steven Schwarzman. So basically, he's the, he's the founder of Blackstone, right? One of the biggest, you know, equity firms in the world. And reading that book was really, really helpful because, you know, we see all these people now. I mean, I, I think it's probably in his 60s or 70s. I'm like, oh my goodness, like, wow, like this guy's so successful, you know, whatever is, you know, is really rich. But when you go back and follow his story, it was just like me in the beginning, starting out, right? Getting no's and getting rejections, right? Getting, you know, really, really struggling, right? <laughs> you know, when, when they set up their business, their phone did not ring. I mean, nobody had Instagram back then, right? And their phones did not ring and they were panicking and they had to pay rent. And so like all of these things that we're saying today in 2020 is just frankly just history repeating itself so if you're able to tap into history you can start to see patterns right so when your business is not kicking off as you want it to it's not that it's not working it's probably because you need patience part of the secret recipe of success um, patience and fortitude right you need to persevere you don't want to stop you need to keep moving on and if you think things are not working right it's okay to pivot it's okay to change but keep going Cool. So great. Yeah. And thanks for sharing. So how are you giving back to community? Ola? Yeah. So, you know, one of the big initiatives that we've been looking at, and it's an aspirational one, is the One House Pledge. And the One House Pledge is essentially, you know, our plan to give away a house to a family every Christmas in our local area, right? So to give away a, a house that is mortgage-free, right? Obviously, we're not giving out a mansion, but we're looking to help a family, you know, with one of the most important things, um, shelter, right? So that's that's one thing. We're also thinking about something called a, a Verke Pledge, where we'd go to a part of the world, um, you know, we went the Philippines I think last year yeah my, my wife is Filipino and we really, we've been thinking of how can we you know go to the Philippines with some of our friends and on a vacation but also help right um, and just go there and just show love and try to give back and you know maybe help with some strategic initiatives like um, helping to to open up a, you know an internet cafe where kids can go and write code or maybe just you know help the ladies with ladies supplies and things like that you know what can we do to just show love and we can do that all over the world obviously we can do that here in the united states we can do it all over the world so that's also something we're working on i mean it's aspirational and we keep pushing ourselves to do better and to do more awesome so how can listeners can connect with you sure the best place is to go to invest with ola so that's invest with o l a 
Um, also, if you're on Instagram, I'm probably spending too much time on there. Reach out to me. Um, I'll be very happy to have a chat with you. Um, but pretty much, you know, I'm ubiquitous on the internet. So you just put all the dances. I'll pop up, you know, all over the place. So feel free to, to reach out wherever you're at. LinkedIn, Facebook, um, I'm everywhere. Thank you, Ola. Thank you, Raman. Thank you so much. If you like the show, please subscribe, share, rate, and review. And if you want to connect with me, please send me a message, info at ushacapital.com. Thank you for listening. Creating Wealth Through Passive Apartment Investing Podcast. I hope you learned something from the show. See you in the next episode. Thank you. Any information provided from these shows are educational purpose only. As always, please consult with your own CPA, legal and financial advisor before investing.